Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And Johnny. Yo, you know what I really like to do just before we get going here? I want to take the intro and I want to see like how accurate within whatever levels of frequency Greg is with his response to the intro introduction every week. Because like he gets the same pitch. It's the same length of his response. It's just like, it sounds like we've done like a sound bit. I'm a professional. <laughs> Greg hasn't even joined yet. It's just Richard hits play on the button. And then Greg <laughs> comes in in like five minutes. <laughs> I mean, it could, could really happen. <laughs> we, could, we could just get a soundboard of Greg's responses. And I bet we could like rig an episode minus Greg with the sound bites and still make it sound like it's the same thing. I don't think so because Greg has a solid five minutes. He talks every episode. True. <laughs> After that, admittedly, is just true. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just, just, just <laughs> cue me in, count me down when I need to like say more than one or two words, and I'll give you the five minutes. Other than that, yeah. just hit the button on the soundboard. <laughs> Greg's playing Among Us on his phone. <laughs> I'm just playing on my computer. It's easier. Oh, this is so good. Uh, it's been a little while, guys. It's been a couple few weeks. Um, I decided <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic to get on a plane and fly to Chicago for a couple weeks. Um, pretty good time. It's <sighs> There was good things. There was bad things. There was exceptionally frustrating things in that. And I know she's going to listen to this episode and it's it's going to bring back the frustration for both of us. We were supposed to get married on Halloween this year. And Halloween typically in the Chicagoland area is pretty cold, mostly wet. The Saturday of Halloween, it was 65 degrees and sunny. Oof. That's a rough one. <laughs> that's a big oof right there. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, 2020 is just a consistent kick in the dick. I feel like it's a machine that you'd find at the start of like a Monty Python film where it's like the, not stop motion, but like the animated clip art a little bit. And it's just like a wheel with a bunch of boots and I'm standing in front of it and it's just kicking me in the dick over and over and over and over again. Um, so it was, it was great to be there. We got to celebrate our third anniversary together. Um, I'm now in quarantine for two weeks, so there's going to be lots of social media posts by the account for the next little while. Uh, it was a good trip. Um, hey, let's get this in real quick. If you want to follow us on social media, go ahead and hit up Johnny at, uh, what is it, versus podcast underscore? I like how I know that now and you don't. I, I feel like we flipped well, that's because you actually run the account all the time, and <laughs> I don't have to know it anymore. It's it's been a challenging week, Greg. How can they get a hold of you on social media, man? I'm at Whoa Gregory and Richard. Richard versus. And then after all this nonsense and electoral BS that's going on right now, we'll have our Facebook page up and running again, and. It's not hard. Just search versus podcast and you'll be able to find it to get a hold of us. Also, Richard is <laughs> the the wheels are going. It's 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 the, the groundswell have... of development of content is what we're working on. <laughs> 
for our Instagram account as well. Um, Richard's very excited started, to get that going. I've started an Instagram account. <laughs> I have followed, I want to say, eight people. And I have made two posts, one of which was our logo, which for some reason became entirely black every time I uploaded it. That's it's probably because it's a vector image and it's not going to work. I even tried just taking literally a screenshot of the <laughs> image on my phone. I wonder if it's because they think it. it's copyrighted for an image. I don't know. I like it, it literally, the whole logo is gone. It just says VS. Did, and I'm did like, someone copyright our logo? Got him. <laughs> Hang on, keep going. I'm putting this shit back where it belongs. <laughs> Johnny just walked I, over, opened up I, the window, and threw his phone out. I, I think it's actually, it's like that video with the little kid who, like, gets the Warcraft taken away, so he tries to shove the remote up his own ass. Which Except for it's Johnny and a phone. Which turned out to be uh, set up, by the way. I gotta be honest, I didn't know that previously, but just in general, I mean, you have to have some dedication to set up and act as absolutely insane as that kid did. So, good for him. He got his minute in the sun acting like a total entitled spoiled brat. <laughs> he almost got something else, too. Huh. Feels like maybe that might have backfired a little bit. Okay. So, uh, we have got a kind of jam-packed show today. We have got, uh, it looks like about six topics, which in our case could be three topics and then also could be 12 topics. And they could take anywhere from 30 seconds apiece to 20 minutes. So, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, you're on a long road trip because we'll be able to accompany you just with this episode. <laughs> Pretty much. So let's start off on the lighthearted fair, uh, something that I think that uh, everyone listening can agree on. The Mandalorian Season 2 has begun. Everyone except one-third of our podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I literally forgot about it until you guys mentioned it when we were talking before we started. Huh. Oh, whoops. Well, um, so Greg, if you want to have a little nap or go play a video game or keep yourself distracted for the next seven to nine minutes. Um, I think one of the things we're going to do is cover the first couple episodes of The Mandalorian. We we had a nice conversation before we started this. We will no longer be doing recaps that last twice as long as the episode that you watched. <laughs> so we're just going to kind of give some overall thoughts and things that we liked and didn't like, and they'll probably only last three quarters as long as the episodes that you watched. So, Jonathan. Nope, thoughts still on, still not my name. <laughs> thoughts on Mandalorian Episodes 1 and 2? Episode 1, shocked at the content and the amount that we actually received in Episode 1. I thought for sure that would have been an episode that stretched maybe one or two episodes, but they wrapped it up in a neat little bow. Um, we finally, after how many years has it been Four. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to set a timer for three minutes from right this second. 
We can talk as much spoilers as we want during that three minutes. Anyone who doesn't want to hear them can skip exactly three minutes ahead from when I say go, and you will not get any spoilers. Tell me when. Go. We finally got a crate dragon. Like, we've, we got one in A New Hope, but it was kind of already expired a little bit. It's the, it's the shot with 3PO and R2 walking through the dunes on Tatooine. It's the skeleton that you see in the sand. Fun little fact, I heard they actually left that <laughs> on site where they shot, and you can go and still find that same skeleton in the sand right now. They didn't, they didn't that- take it or remove it. That actually wouldn't shock me because they left everything behind. <laughs> um, and like, it's, it's still weird to me that that stuff is still there. Yeah. Like, like I'm honestly, I am blown away that some fanboy with a shit ton of money. Hasn't, hasn't gone to like just... take the crate dragon skeleton to his house yet. Well, I mean, all of the houses are there. <laughs> like, okay, look, I'm, Okay, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a couple, in a we, couple minutes. We don't have to. This is how we get like 10 yeah. times into the length of the review. Um, but, Tim Only Fantastic was... He was okay. He was great. Oh, come on. He was great. He was he was the marshal playing a marshal. Thank you very much. He's He's got Tony Robbins' teeth, and it bothers me. I can't stop staring at it. Um... <laughs> I loved Tim Elephant. I loved the explanation for him wearing Boba Fett's armor. Yeah. Um, I loved the appearance at the end by the same actor who played the voice of Boba Fett. Um, I'm still not 100% convinced that that was Boba Fett at the end. It's, I mean, it's obviously set up to look that way. Do you feel like they might touch back on the Clone Wars and that's one of the last remaining... Of the original clones? It's, well, I mean, obviously it's one or the other. It's either one of the original clones or it's Boba Fett. I and feel like really it's going to be one no of the original clones, which I really dig. Because if they can go back and bring back one of the characters from the Clone Wars, that would be cool as hell. I, They've already announced they're going to do a Boba Fett spinoff, which is fine. So I don't need him in this series beyond the acknowledgement thus far. If, if, if they want to bring him in, I'm 100% fine with it. If they don't, it's a little bit... It's a little bit of a bullshit fake out. Just a little bit. That's okay. We're wrestling fans. We're used to this. I, I know. I know. And I'll live with it. We got 29 seconds left, by the way. Um, overall, though, I love Timothy Oliphant. I thought he was great. I thought that the giant plan and basically the boss battle to kill the crate dragon was amazing. Yep. Uh, and I love what they did with Boba Fett. I agree with you. It was a great episode. Um, and we are wrapping up our spoiler territory right now. <laughs> so, uh, those of you who <laughs> skipped our spoilers, that's cool. Um, I said three minutes, and it was three minutes on the dot. You can go back and listen to that anytime you wish. Um, you know what the funny part is? Everything I said in that three minutes, I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> yeah, hey, here's the thing. A decent amount of what I just said would not really be spoilers for a lot of people. Like, I could have said almost all of that in front of my wife before she watched the episode, and I don't think she would have blanked. So we're dumb, because the people would be a spoiler to have already watched it. But at the same time, it's only been eight days. I want to give them a chance. Um, 
Yeah, no, just uh, I've enjoyed the series again thus far. I was uncomfortable with episode two. That's all I'm going to get into. It felt a little too Ridley Scott for me. There are a lot of reasons to be uncomfortable with episode two. Yeah, we'll tell Um, you that. And it's not... It's not that it's a bad episode. It is <laughs> honestly, it's a it's a filler episode. Yeah. It 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 kind of you know, kind of reminds me we talked about Supernatural when it came back, and their second episode where they just literally hung out in the bunker with their <laughs> random magical Jarvis. <laughs> Celebrated um, Christmas. Was, it was an awesome episode. It was a lot of fun, but it was a little weird that like the very next episode after they returned, they were just like filler yeah so it was it was nice to see i don't mind those bridge the gap episodes i'm glad this was one and this was the first episode where i kind of understood why the stormtrooper punched the bag containing the child (laughs) yeah he was he was a child he was he was acting like a child that's all i'm gonna say yes he was he was a little a little frustrating at times he was he was a shit he was very cute. He was very fun, but he was very frustrating at times in episode two. He was a shit. We can say it. you can call your children a shit. It's okay. Yeah, he's, a, he's a baby. He can't understand damn near I, anything. The word no, basically. But they've said he's like fifty. So I'm I'm not going to buy into the he's a baby. He's he's not a baby. It's it's that scene from Ricky Bobby. He's a man. He had a beard. <laughs> The baby Jesus bit. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> so I don't. It was. It was. It was a good episode. Probably not an episode I'm going to watch on a re-binge for the entire no. series. That will be one I skip. Not unless that secondary character that was introduced in this comes back a lot. Yeah. Like... But all in all, um, they've started really well. John Favreau's done an amazing job building this. And I, I love that they rotate through different directors for each episode because it gives it that unique feel that you got with the original trilogy where each one could have just been a standalone film. Yeah, I was a little weirded out. I mean, not a lot, but a little weirded out that um, they introduced uh, this is Peyton Reed's first directing gig on this. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very interesting to me because Peyton Reed is best known for the Ant-Man movies. Yep. Um, and that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Peyton Reed has done a very good job with the Ant-Man movies, but they're very different from this. Um, you know, like you said, it's a very alien style movie or I'm sorry, style episode. And to introduce it as Peyton Reed's first episode, it felt kind of funny, kind of interesting. Like there wasn't as much humor in it. There wasn't as much fun. It was very, it was very, to a certain extent, horror, but not like jump scare horror. Yeah. Very sci-fi. Like I said, this was a very Ridley Scott episode, and that's, for the second time, as I said, that's where I'll leave it. Um, highly recommend it. We've enjoyed it. Greg, I know you're going to just kind of do the binge once it's all out. Um, but if you haven't started yet, if you have any interest, this is definitely one of our most recommended series that we try to touch base on with this podcast. Um. <laughs> it's the holiday season. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're getting close. It's like, this was the first gift that we got, even though it was in October. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but the, the new consoles are coming. 
the consoles are coming, the consoles are coming. Um, interesting bit of change on how they are going to get those consoles into people's hands, which you and I will have varying opinions on this just based on the environment in which we are both existing right now. But you're not going to be able to just walk in the store and buy it. I mean, yes and no. No, you're not going to be able to walk into a store and hand the cashier money and get your console. But uh, you will be able to order it online and go into the store and pick it up. And there is a very valid reason for this. At least in my opinion. I know we've mentioned this once or twice, and it's why we've got 30-some-odd new episodes of the podcast, but we're in a pandemic. (laughs) Okay. Um, So we have made kind of an effort to not all go out as much and do all that other fun stuff. Um, I think Sony, and I don't think Microsoft has made an official statement on this, but I think the way Sony looked at it, and I'll assume at some point Microsoft has as well, is we really don't want 150 people (laughs) rushing to their local Best Buy at 10 o'clock in the morning and all running screaming to the video game section, jamming into one small area and fighting over consoles and breathing on each other and all that other fun stuff. Richard, that's American tradition. What are you talking about? Yeah, but somewhere along the way, someone <laughs> does have to be the adult in the room and go, this isn't a good idea. I, I mean, did it take a pandemic for you to look at those videos of Black Friday to be like, this is not a good thing? Okay, look, I, I lived those videos of Black Friday. If I'm being completely honest, those really weren't that big of a deal. Like, yeah, there was, yes, obviously there are somewhere in usually like New York or New Jersey, there's someone who decides to trample someone else for a toaster. But for the most part, like, and uh, dude, I I did 19 Black Fridays. Yeah. 19 of them. For the most part, there were tickets handed out and everything was relatively hunky-dory. Yes, a lot of people jammed through doors at one time. But it was not usually like I, I never saw Jumanji. <laughs> like I, I, I never saw a full-on stampede. It was the, the worst I ever saw was my boss standing on <laughs> standing on the parts of a ladder you're not supposed to stand on, uh, and physically throwing scanners out of top stock into a horde of people down below. Um that's about the worst I ever saw. Um, but even then, it was, you know, it was fine. Scanners all got caught. No one got injured. <laughs> I really hope you listen to this and you're like, huh. No, that's batshit crazy. Look, oh, it was. Back and re, re, Greg's sitting here right? and nobody can see it. But I can, like, see Greg's brow, like, furling. As you go. <laughs> Greg worked a bunch of these. I know, me. but like you can see the PTSD coming in right now. But in, in, in all seriousness, like what the scenario I'm talking about there literally happened in like 1999. Yes. So in Black Friday, for the most part, has become a relatively well-oiled machine. But... And now they're going to end it because all the stores are staying closed for those days now. 
No, they're going to be open on Black Friday. They're staying oh close to Thanksgiving. Um, but <laughs> what you're seeing, and and you're seeing the same thing. Um, so hold up, Black Friday just, just, is now being peanut buttered out over the course of the entire month. Just just one second. <laughs> so you don't want f- people fighting over the consoles, but we're still going to open and let them fight over other shit. No, you. What they're doing, what most retail stores are doing, is they're heavily pushing Black Friday online, and they're heavily pushing Black Friday over the course of the entire month. It like, should just be online now, anyway. There's no. Re- it's. I know there's people who own stores and have their small shops, and if you sell something that has been made by people in your area, if you're a small business, that's cool. But there is no reason for these stores to be open on that weekend. Period. It's just not. There's no reason for it. And especially now, <laughs> just stop, put it online. There's a reason Amazon does so well on Black Friday, comparatively speaking, because people don't have to go out and deal with the nonsense. Well, right. But I mean, most of these stores, and I I, I spent a large portion of my life working for Best Buy, so I'll, I always use that kind of as my go-to example. Best Buy sells literally millions upon millions upon millions of dollars on Black Friday online. Yeah. And then they also get the people in the store. But like I said, that's why most places have pushed their their uh, Black Friday to be peanut buttered out over the course of the entire month as yeah. opposed to doing it over one day or one weekend. Well, and I think I just saw that Wally World has actually started their Black Friday sales now as well. So, Yeah, Target started theirs, I want to say, last weekend. Walmart has started theirs. Best Buy started theirs. Best Buy started theirs in like October. I got emails in October from them about Black Friday, and I was just like, okay. So that kind of brings up an interesting point. Do either of you, is there anything you guys are looking at before the holidays or as something for yourself? Is there anything coming up that you're going to be looking for with these ridiculous sales? Uh, I actually did get an Xbox Series X. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I finally got my video card. Oh, Did nice. You? Yeah, it should arrive Monday. Fantastic. How are you feeling about that? How excited are you? Oh, I'm super excited. It's... <laughs> I actually... I got the 3090, not the 3080. Oh, so you, ju- oh, you jumped up. Wow. Look at you, fancy pants. Well, it was the only one I could get in stock. Oh, okay. And the, well, there's two reasons. One, it was the only one that was in stock. Two... I've been seeing a lot of like uh, reviews and benchmarks for the 3080. Great numbers, great frame rates, all that kinds of stuff. Um, but I saw a lot of games using 80 to 90% of the memory already. That's oh. all. So I'm like, well, I don't. I only buy these every four years. Yeah. So I don't want to. If, if the cards, the memory is being used all like you know 80 to 90% today. When the games come out in two years, what's going to happen? Yeah. So, I mean, their their response to it is the memory is fast enough to allow to drop memory and you know swap it out so you don't need all the memory. But you know, I'm just one of those computer guys that like I'd rather just have the memory so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Thirty ninety is the only one that'll have it. Well, you're paying for a little more peace of mind further down the road, right? Because you know that eventually those games are going to chew up that memory, and if you still only have an extra fifteen to twenty percent available now, when this card just dropped in the last six weeks, uh, 
you're probably looking at having to replace that again in about two years. Yeah. And then I did end up upgrading my processor too. Nice. Almost the 3900 XT to the 5800 X. Nice. Nice. And the X, I put the, the XT on eBay. It's, I think it's already got a bid. It's like 330 bucks. <laughs> I paid three or four, four eighteen for it or something. But people probably love it enough that they're willing to just like pay that same market value price for it again, right? Yeah, it's it's a processor. It doesn't really change much. Yeah, it's a processor, but just gaming wise, like in the current computer I'm using right this second, it was just swapping from the thirty nine hundred XT to the fifty eight hundred X. I gained like eleven percent. Oh wow! Gaming performance, keeping the same graphics card. So nice, man. Well, good for you. Cause I know that's something that you were pretty, <laughs> it was an adventure for you to get those things yeah. in addition, in addition to your webcam. So you've had Hi. 2020, just step right up, get kicked in the dick. Here's the machine to Hi. do it. Dude, it so, <laughs> that card was in stock for less than two minutes. Wow. So there's, there's Twitter feeds for it that you'll get an alert, you know, which Richard and I were talking about this the other day. Um, what's it, Master Yoshi or uh, Wario sixty four? Wario sixty four. I knew it was a, a Nintendo thing, but um, there's actually a, a Twitter feed that d- that goes and checks when a thirty seventy, thirty eighty, or thirty ninety is in stock, and it okay puts the link and a snapshot of it in stock. Nice. So that's the only reason I found it. Oh, so. that's awesome, dude! I'm happy for you, and and in perfect time because. World of Warcraft, we are, what's today? Today is, a, we are recording on the 7th, so you got six, 16 days? 16? Yeah. Can I count? Am I good at counting? Is that is that about it? So we got a little over two weeks, and the newest expansion for World of Warcraft is going to be dropping, and Greg's going to be playing it in really pretty resolution. I'll play with RTX on, too. The ray tracing. And why are you not streaming again? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have, I have like a PC set up for streaming, for um, so I can capture through that. You should, you should. I think you and I, I think that's our mission for twenty one. You and I are going to start streaming. Well, that's fine. If you want to see a good player, you can watch Greg. If you want to hear someone that just cusses a lot and gets really angry and rage quits all the time, eh, you let me have me. Right. <laughs> well, that's the whole reason I have a second computer. Like, yeah, you know, I have a computer around here somewhere. Yeah. Um, I have a. Uh, a second computer built, all it needs is the video card, which is in my current computer. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably going to get rid of it now because I don't need to because I have, I'll have a 3090 and I can just use one computer to stream everything. Yeah. And then if something happens and I want to, you know, get a better computer for a streaming source, I can always rotate this computer over and use that. But, yeah. um, so I got to get rid of that computer now. Or on my video card that I wanted. So now that you guys are all set up, Richard, I know that you're kind of your life's starting to turn upside down for a very good reason for the next little while. Um, do you guys has Blizzard done anything to bring you guys back? No. Um, to retail, no. Does it seem weird that they're like? I used to remember commercials all the time on TV and maybe because it's, I don't watch a lot of TV or maybe the channels I'm watching now are so substantially different than what I watched 10 years ago. Maybe um, I feel like there's no advertising campaign for this game. Oh, it's all online. 
it's all Twitch, YouTube. Like nobody, they don't do video. Uh, but like, I had people ask me about that game when the commercials were on TV. So now you're limited. It's great that they're doing that, but again, it's like when we give spoilers for a Star Wars bit, the people that are on the same level as us already know. Mm-hmm. Are they doing enough to bring new players in, which is their big issue right now because they're bleeding subscriptions? I think they've actually held steady for like two or three quarters now, right? Like they yeah. haven't seen a huge... I think you're starting to find like that that working demographic. But I mean, if they don't come through with this game, man, they're going to lose more. And what are they doing to bring more players back? If they can't... <laughs> I will say this, Richard, you and I are somewhat similar, but very different style players for World of Warcraft. Like, I would say that you were probably a little bit more hardcore than I was. I had a probably two or three year window where I was like raiding every other night, doing this, that. But if they can't bring the likes of us back to this franchise, do you feel that's been a healthy approach to advertising for this expansion? I, to be completely honest, other than talking to you guys, I have not seen any advertising for it. Yeah. And I do watch TV and I do watch web videos online. And I mean, I, I, I don't know what they're doing exactly, but it's very weird to me. And didn't they just have something come out about their reported losses for the last quarter of this year? Like substantial losses across the board, Activision, all of it. Like they have lost a shitload of money. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that. I, I I honestly don't really play anything Activision makes anymore. Yeah. And I understand that, like, that's cool. Like, I'm just not their target demographic at this point. Yep. And that doesn't really bother me. It's just one of those things that, you know, they're, they're going to go off on their own way. And if it means that I'm not part of it, that's fine. I just, it's what... Their foundation players, I think they've lost. I, I I know that Classic was kind of their little their little carrot dangling on a stick for people that like started playing in 2003 through the beta, 2004 at launch. I, I legitimately think... I know they still have quite a few active subscribers. I can't foresee more than one or two more expansions for that title. It's, I mean, honestly, it's just going to depend on how long they can milk it out. But it's a shame, man. It really is. Cause I, if I don't know, it's Greg, maybe you can like shed some light on that a little bit more. Cause you seem to be a little more with your thumb on the pulse of what's going on. Like, are you hearing any rumblings? Is there, does well, it, are we on the death march for World of Warcraft right now? So a lot of it hinges on this very specific expansion okay in the sense that they're going to start expanding the lore like you can only have so many wars against horde alliance mm-hmm. third one like come on guys like <laughs> it's, it's getting old it's tired uh, yeah it's, it's played out so they need to work on the lore the lore part of it um and this one with the level squish pushing everybody back down to 60 to match what classics running. Um, if I had to guess, they're probably going to keep it in par with classic. So with the burning crusade going to come out, I think they said uh, rumored 
is like April, May, um, which, and then after Burning Crusade, you have Wrath of the Lich King, which was the last expansion that was made on Classic that Blizzard themselves made. Mm-hmm. So everything after Wrath of the Lich King in World of Warcraft was <coughs> <coughs> an Activision thing. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's where, and you can kind of see how everything changed mm-hmm. at that point. Um, the whole idea of raiding and um, the grind and enjoying the lore and watching the cinematics and being like, they still make great cinematics, you know, <laughs> all those different things. But as far as gameplay goes after wrath was whenever everybody had to be homogenized, like everybody had yeah. to be, Everybody had to bring the same rage utilities instead of focusing on the class. Like, who cares if a certain spec is performing 15% lower? Just don't bring the spec. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the whole idea. Is that's the reason yeah. why Classic is still going strong mm-hmm. versus the way that retail is going. And retail has some cool... They added a lot of, you know, life stuff to it, like quality of life stuff. But the biggest issue is they took out the social elements. Yeah. That's the problem with retail. It's always been the problem with retail. And, you know, that's why I play Classic currently. Yep. Because it's like I'm on a server that's a pretty active server, and you can find groups easily. You, you'll meet people, and you're talking to them. Like, they're, they're, the, the community finds a way to make things work. Mm-hmm. Let the community do it, not Blizzard. That's the, that's where they failed. So if they're and until they, you know, retail's I think too far gone. Yeah. To do that, and that's that's what eventually will kill it. Well, and everyone's also kind of putting all their eggs in the basket of oh, we're going to get Warcraft too. The problem is that it's not just going to be the Blizzard standalone. It's going to be Activision that's bringing it in. Right. Which so it's not changing anything. It's not rebuilding what made that game the game cream jesus not enough caffeine today boys um it's it's not what made the game great that it did through you know um classic and burning crusade and wrath which to this day i will fight this with my dying breath i think wrath was the best version of the game that they had yeah well that was i spent a ton of time playing wrath and it was one of those things that you generally, even if like when you defeated the Lich King, the fight was such a great fight, and it was a very hard fight. It was very rewarding when you did it. Well, it was your watermark for, right, player potential. Right, <laughs> you so, can or you can't. There's no like you couldn't get carried in the Wrath fight. At least initially, further down the road, as more gear came in, as they started tweaking it to like improve player experience instead of worrying about improving player ability or quality, you, you yeah. saw the you saw that gap start to shrink a little bit, where more people who maybe weren't as good could see the content, which right. is not a bad thing. I'm not criticizing that. I think over time you need to be able to lessen the difficulty, but that's where the achievements came in, where it's you only have this amount of time to get this achievement before we're going to fine-tune the raid, make it easier and more accessible to everybody. But you have that achievement to be able to be like, look at this, I have what the vanity component, where it's like, hey, I have this title because I did the raid before they reduced the difficulty by 20%. Right. 
Right. Which is fine. And I think that's a really inclusive way to be able to get people to come in. But Classic wasn't built that way initially. Classic, it <laughs> you could or you couldn't. That was it. Well, Razor Gore was going to be your your glass ceiling for a lot of players. If they couldn't, if they didn't have the DPS to do the fight, if they didn't understand the mechanics, your raid and your guild was probably going to break apart in Blackwing Lair, or it was going to succeed and become even bigger. Right, and it's one. It's and I, I think the the reason with the Lich, the Lich King fight is still viewed as one of the most iconic fights is it was a fight you can't carry somebody. Yeah, when you heart with the hard mode version or whatever it was. I can't remember if it was the Tw- hard- the twenty five. Yeah, the heroic version. Yep. So the heroic version fight was not forgiving at all. So, <laughs> how much gear you had, if you had one idiot that wasn't paying attention when the defile went out, which is, yeah, I know. <laughs> which, had, you didn't see that. I put my hand up. That was me every single yeah. time. Right. So we had one guy, it literally wiped the raid. It literally did not matter. <laughs> Your gear level, you wiped. Yeah. Because of if somebody takes damage from that spell, it covered the whole platform you were standing on. So you yep. you wipe. And when you're doing the heroic version, you had less than a second to move. <laughs> that, that was just, and if somebody like if somebody wasn't standing in a tight pack, if somebody was standing two feet to the left and hits, and when that person runs out with it. You know, hits that, it goes into another person, and it is boom, gone. Great wife. And it wasn't a it wasn't a short fight. It was a freaking ten minute fight. And that happened through I think three of the phases. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was just one of those things. The current raids are a lot harder, like content wise, but as far as the reason why that one was still is still iconic is because it took coordination. It took you know, people doing their jobs the right way, and you can't carry through it. Like, that was that was probably the last time that you still had the same feeling about that game as you did when you got when you bought the original and you had that box and you looked at it and it was the colors and the characters and like the established how do you say the je ne sais quoi, which is like just the cool little things that drew you to that game. Right. Um and just to circle back a little bit, I think that was the last time where I really felt like it was part of something bigger before it just became what essentially felt to me like more of a console open world title. I they they lost me on that. I I'm the the thing that's crazy is that I I bought the expansion. I get the month. I don't think I'm going to use it. I just want to. I want to like. I'll probably play classic until Wrath. Yeah. But I don't think I'll play. I'll like. I'll probably go dabble in retail because I like the lore and that kinds of stuff. But it's just. I think it's too simple now. Yeah. Like, they don't. You don't have to go. You know, you're doing a quest. It literally plays the game for you now. Yeah. Well, and I've mentioned this before. If if the lore is what you're interested in, just get the books, man. I've enjoyed the hell out of the books. I. I think I'm only missing two. I have purchased every book, not like the manga and stuff like because I don't really care for it, but like every novelization of World of Warcraft, whatever they've produced and put out, I think Richard Knack, Christy Golden, who am I forgetting here? Those are two probably of the 
bigger names that they've had writing their titles. And I think Christy Golden's pretty much the primary now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really enjoyed it. And it's let me kind of keep touch on the universe and like see what's going on. What's the story? Why are things happening? They don't do as good a job in the game. And that's 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 primarily why... And just to kind of wrap this conversation up, I can see Richard's eyes glazing over. Um, that's pretty much, for me, why I will not be back when this drops in 16 days. I just... I care, but I don't care enough. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, I... The thing is, to be completely honest, I I dabbled when they released um, Classic a couple years ago. You know that. Yep, we played together for uh, a little bit. But it's just I, I don't know. I feel like it's just it's just a different time in my life. Yeah, and that's that's probably a little bit. Um, that's probably a little bit more to do with it as well. Is that I think we the people. I don't want to say sounds so weird, and it's going to make us sound so goddamn old. But we are substantially different people than we were in 2004. I mean, thank God, because <laughs> if I was it's still been... that guy, Lord knows, man. And you guys, like Richard, I think you and I have discussed it a little bit. If I was still struggling with alcoholism, I probably wouldn't be anywhere doing what I want to do right now. I'd be a miserable human being. And I think Warcraft, a lot of times, provided a Band-Aid opportunity where I didn't have to address or deal with things that were going on at the time. Whereas now, like, I'm okay. Like, I I enjoy life right now, and I don't feel like spending eight or nine hours playing World of Warcraft is where I want to be. It's, I just, it's, there's, there's more things going on that I enjoy more than that. I appreciate what it was. I can recognize what it is, and I know who I am in relation to that, and it's just it's varying levels, man. It's God damn it, Barry, stop messing up the timeline. <laughs> so that's you know, I'm I'm content to let the new crop of players, if they enjoy it, and I'm not saying if you enjoy World of Warcraft that you need to feel bad about that. It's I am at a different place in my life, and I think age has a little bit to do with that. I'm I wish them success. I hope they do well. I'll still buy the books because I do love the characters. Uh, Arthas Menethil is probably my greatest fictional character of all time. My opinion. It is it is what it is, man. And I mean, I, I hope they do well and it's, it's kind of cool. Maybe there will be a day where, you know, they do enough to motivate me to want to come back and play with you guys again. But if my friends aren't going to play again, I'm, I'm not going to go back. Because like you said, Greg, it's the social component. That's what made it so fun. It's what made it so good. It's not there for me any longer. My primary motivation no longer exists. I'm not going to go back. So, um, Richard, do you have a little bit that you'd like to discuss quickly before we kind of wrap this up a little bit about kind of the direction of this show and one of your ideas for what we can do moving forward? Yes. Um, so we came to the conclusion as we have taken a three week break, basically, and came back and still struggled to come up with things to talk about that weren't single episode recaps of the things that we watched. Since it's not entirely true, it's just I, I maybe, potentially, hypothetically, allegedly, didn't remember we were going to record this morning until you sent a message last night. <laughs> 
So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Richard. I'm sorry. It's been, but to be fair, you guys know a little bit about personally what I have going on. It's been a bit of a crazy week. Yeah, that's fine. No one's, no one's knocking you. I'm just, I'm just being honest here. You know, we are just, we're in kind of a weird spot where we are in the middle of a pandemic and we're also entering the holiday season. And there is a good chance that there's not going to be a lot of entertainment news to talk about. And granted, we did become a Ted Lasso fan podcast for a little while there. <laughs> the third um, last episode. So perfect timing. Cause then we only get three episodes of Ted Lasso and we're done with that segment. Um, but being as, you know, maybe spending 40 minutes recapping half hour TV shows isn't necessarily what we want to do every week from here on out. And entertainment news has been relatively slow. I think what we're going to do, and I don't know if it'll start next week or the week after, but there'll be, it'll be right in the episode title. Uh, we are going to do a recap series specifically on the greatest movie decade of all time, which is the eighties. Yep. I don't, we don't know how many episodes it's going to last right now. Um, we're still working out the details. I can tell you right now, there will be one entire episode dedicated to back to the future trilogy and <laughs> one entire episode dedicated to, um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. So the back to the future episodes will be the, what we call the Greg handicap episodes where we're just going to operate at a handicap with one third of the show, possibly not being involved. <laughs> I watched them. Yeah, yeah, you did. But I, and that'll be the nice thing. And I think that's always been the nice thing is that we have three people who are very similar, but I think we each have our own perspective and opinions and kind of the way we see things like, I am a heavily sociological motivated person. So I kind of touch on that a little bit of psychology and then Richard breaks everything down really well. And Greg tells us why it sucks, <laughs> but we need that. We need that. We don't want to have everyone be on the same page all the time, but when we are such as Ted Lasso, you know, it's good, which they picked up for a third season already. Yes, they did. <laughs> Congratulations to everybody involved in that series. Jason Sudeikis, I couldn't think of a more deserving human being to find that level of success. And I, I'm glad that he has found something that is very uniquely his. Which means I got to pay for Apple TV, which I got free with my last phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll find a way to make that work, boys. Um, other than that, I am excited about the 80s retrospect. I think the majority of our listeners probably fall within our age range. Does that make sense? I, I feel like we're probably all like 30 to 40-ish. So it's, it's, it's very relevant. Um, and I am very excited to kind of go through that and have a chance to go back and touch on a couple of those franchises or a couple of the films that maybe we forgot or didn't realize were eighties films. And I mean, we just watched, they live with Roddy Piper from 1989 on Halloween. And I'm pretty sure Ashley's friends will never let me live that down because they were <laughs> bored as hell. Yeah. But for someone who loves sociology and psychology and like contemporary commentary on society that film is super relevant right now like super relevant now not great but it's it's relevant it has a message that i think applies to us so it's 
being able to touch back on some things like that. Um, I'm excited, man. Total honesty. And I believe Richard, you may even have a couple guests lined up to come on the show. Yes, we, we do. Uh, we just got to work out some recording times and we'll probably put a couple of these in the can per weekend. Just so that way, if slash when, uh, someone wanders off to, uh, immigrate anywhere um we might be able to uh you know just kind of continue yeah greg's applying to live in africa he's he's a big ghana guy he wants to go down and be part of the soccer crowds don't tempt me i'll go (laughs) (laughs) on that note guys anything else what are we watching this week what do we have lined up what are we gonna do anybody have any recommendations greg yep (laughs) yep and what might that recommendation be? I don't have a recommendation. Uh, Richard, you know. uh, there are only two episodes remaining of Supernatural, and I plan on watching the hell out of them. Shut your whore mouth and stop saying bad things. You're going to make me cry. Oh, wait till you watch this week's episode. Don't tell me that. You just spoiled it. Now I'm emotionally disconnected. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good recommendation. Uh, that's a Spicoli line. You dick. Um, anybody any interest in watching Fast Times at Ridgemont High this week? Just to celebrate our 80s retrospect. I think that is technically an 80s movie. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever watched it. I haven't either. What? Oh, my God. You're going to be really shocked when you when you start saying these 80s movies. And I would say I haven't watched it. <laughs> Unless it was like Goonies, Back to the Future, or... Um, Ghostbusters. Okay. Past that point, dude, I didn't watch anything. So that's what we're going to do then. I think this week we'll do Fast Times at Ridgemont High. If any of you out there have any feelings, emotions, or feedback on that film, if there's something you'd like to focus on, um, let us know. You can get a hold of us. As we said, versus podcast underscore on Twitter for myself. Richard? Uh, Richard versus. Greg. At Will Gregory. <laughs> Outside of that, I believe we have a little bit of political news to go and follow the rest of the day. We got the AEW pay-per-view. Hope you all have a great week and we'll catch you again next Saturday. Richard, send them home. Have a good week, everybody.